It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. Oh, we love movie TVs and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. I said movies and TVs. No, I actually do love TVs in general, so that still works. Yeah, that's very good of you. Good of you. My name is Chris Dillard. <laughs> My name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're reviewing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. We're not only reviewing it, we just reviewed it. We so. did. That's why Mike's, Mike's hyped. He's, he's, he's riding off that review check episode. Your, yeah, check your feeds. It's in there right now. He's getting excited. Uh, we, Obi-Wan gets a new trailer for May the 4th, Be With You, and also with you. So <laughs> we'll talk about what that trailer means. Uh, we discussed how Avatar 2 is going to be, The Way of Water. We, uh, we both were able to see a preview of this in uh-huh. the theaters. Um, partially, and we'll talk about why I partially <laughs> saw one a little bit and more. Yes, uh, yeah, we, we just got off of talking about Doctor Strange for about an hour here, uh, so we're jumping into the news now, because you lucky folks are getting two episodes of the podcast this week, but uh, I kept it a little cryptic up here at the top, because I told everybody last week, including Chris, that I'll be starting a new uh, kind of uh, movie franchise uh, watch as I'm uh, downstairs in my garage uh, working out uh, needing something to watch so you know i watched underworld right we all heard that yes works for the resident <laughs> evil franchise right so what's the what's the next logical progression i don't know if this is logical at all but i have now officially finished one movie in the twilight franchise and now i've started the second film so i am on the robert pattinson train if you will uh, very strange watching this man as a vampire, considering I mainly connect with his face from that one Harry Potter movie where he's Cedric Diggory, and then now as Batman. So to go back in time to see him in white face, basically, painted with the palest paint that they could find on set to turn him into a vampire, oh, yeah. it is trippy, man, for sure, because um, love it or hate it, the Twilight franchise is in pop culture it is deeply rooted no matter what so it has been memed and made fun of and so many sketches exist out in the world for this franchise and it was just surreal to see they were not exaggerating at all oh, yeah. uh Kristen stewart's performance is exactly like how people impersonate her on the internet uh, but I would say her performance, her, her acting, I don't know if that was a specific choice for her back in the day, but, uh, I've seen her more recently and, um, I think it's called the happiest season, which is like a, a holiday movie that, uh, it's a Hulu original. That's actually really, really good. So, uh, no shade thrown towards Kristen Stewart, but like she is making choices in I, this, in this franchise. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say she's making any choices. I would a hundred percent say because it's very much static throughout the other movies as well. Um, that it is the the producers or the directors like saying like I want you to be as wooden as possible. Yeah, like, literally carry like no emotion yeah. at all. Um, Possibly but, but, because but, you, you'll see it in other ones. Because I th- I think I mean I think she's done great stuff. Um, I've seen another. Um, well, after that she did American Ultra with Jesse Eisenberg. She's up in an up and coming like um, there's a Cronenberg movie with um, uh, the guy who played. Um, Aragorn, um, uh, whatever the actor's name, coming up, and, and, she, and you know, I think she's a great actress. I think that that franchise is just such a a blemish on everybody's record, right? <laughs> like it's just woof. Yeah, it is. It is very funny, but yeah, it, it's it's been wild to watch, uh, mainly because uh, I'm coming off of the Resident Evil franchise, which I would say is totally devoid of a plot and story and watching a movie whether you hate it or not it at least follows a a a coherent uh progression so that's kind of nice and fun so we'll see how it goes but yeah it's just been kind of a a fun pop culture throwback if you will so uh stay Mm -hmm. tuned uh by this time next week i will have at least i think watched the second one which is called new moon i think if i remember right i think this is where the werewolves get introduced so mm-hmm. uh looking forward to that i guess so no, the twilight not, no the twilight franchise that there is the next one up yes yes i will um kind of flip the other the script here a little bit on my end the uh, kentucky derby is this weekend so literally the state of kentucky shuts down for a two-minute horse race um like the week before so um 
the interesting thing about this year's Kentucky Derby is the horse that won was not on the roster yesterday. Uh, another horse scratched, and this one took its place uh, and uh, was able to come in and win the whole thing. So um, very, very uh, – people who bet on this horse, very, very lucky people. Got a lot of money uh, if, they, if they did. But he was not a name anyone had – 24 hours before the, the race even started. So that's I, it must just be, wild to think about. I can tell it's exciting because it's the only time I've ever seen a video clip circulated on the internet. Like the, the horse went viral because like I was counting the horses in my head and it was like in like 16th place or something. Then all of a sudden yeah, it hits 20, the NOS yeah. and it wins. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, they gave that horse a Red Bull or something and he just <laughs> took off. So, uh, yeah, the Kentucky Derby's here. Um, that's kind of really just been my week. Sadly, I've not had anything else. Other than um, getting uh, the the lucky ability to go watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in theaters, Mike, do we have anything else, or we just want to jump into no, it? No, let's let's jump into it because we we just got off the review, so this is a spoiler free section. We are not going to talk about this movie spoilers at all. Lord knows there are tons of them. Uh, so if you want to um, see more of this stuff, uh, you need to. Um, go listen to our review episode right which is out uh and ready for for people to to take care of so mike um this movie is just killing it at the box office uh which is crazy uh because i did not think uh it would actually do this well it's got 450 million dollars uh worldwide opening weekend and like let's like about four days right uh-huh. um that makes it the fifth highest mcu global opening uh ever and the second highest for a solo film, uh, right? Just Doctor Strange, not, yeah. not an Avengers team-up movie. Or yeah, something. which is really crazy. If Because if you can consider, like, Endgame and um, uh, Infinity War maybe outliers in a way, just because they're kind yeah. of capping off, a, like, a huge uh, phase of the franchise, right? Uh, you could basically bump it up to, like, kind of, like, top three, just kind of, like, normal tier kind of achievements. So, yeah, it's it's doing great box office. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. I, I expect this to. I think the only movie it has competition with is what uh, Top Gun coming out later this month, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I expect it to have some legs and really, really drive drive this home. Um, but you know I, that the, that means people are going out to see it, even on this Mother's Day that we are recording this. So uh, so happy Mother's Day to any mothers who listen to the show. I know there yeah. are a few. Um, people are going out and see it. So let's go ahead and jump in, Mike. Tell us your spoiler free thoughts on this video on this movie i'll keep it short and sweet the movie is a wild ride it's a a great return to form for the beginning of the summer it's great to be uh hyped with all of this action and adventure in front of us in this film uh sam raimi does an amazing job putting his flavor on the movie and i feel like uh, a lot of marvel movies have been devoid of flavor kind of in the directing chair and i would say just see all of the last three spider-man movies all movies which i loved but nobody ever thinks about the director behind them i think uh, we will always think about sam raimi when it comes to dr strange and the multiverse of some madness and i would say that's for the best um yeah very easy to recommend had a great time uh you know, I always struggle with how I review movies, whether I'm going to do stars, grades, percentages, pass or fail, thumbs up or thumbs down. I, I feel like all I can say is I had a good time and you'll have a good time going to see it. But if you go and take your mom, who maybe is not too attached to this uh, yeah. franchise, she might be a little confused. I'm not saying that because she's your mom. I'm sure your mom's smart, right? But like, did she watch WandaVision? Uh, did she watch the Doctor Strange movies and all the other movies he's been in? Did she watch Loki? M- maybe not. So good good luck, moms out there. Uh, but yeah, I, I had a great time, Chris. What about you? Uh, I 100% agree with Mike. I think we, we came to a pretty solid consensus across this. This is, um, uh, I would say... A, a fantastic comic book movie, lots of fan servicey moments, lots of fanboying of myself throughout this, lots of great things, awesome visuals, fantastic soundtrack, jump scares. This is a horror film. Um, but there are, I think, two things working against it. One is you've got to do your homework. You can't go into this blind uh, you, you or walk off the street. You have to have the history of WandaVision, Doctor Strange, probably I would even say Infinity War and Endgame just to be careful. Um, maybe possibly even Spider-Man. I, I think probably a little less than that. Uh, no Way Home. But also at the same time, this is not, I would say, the best MCU movie. Um, 
at all, but that doesn't make it the worst or not fun for that matter. I think this is a, a huge win for everybody, and it's just a great time. And literally, I, I can't I can't stress enough. Even though if you listen to our um, review episode, the first half is spoiler free as well. I had one of the worst experiences in the theaters working against me the whole time. So, um, if if this movie can overcome those experiences, I am I'm just so thrilled uh, to have been able to be out there and watch it. And um, like I said, if you're in the MCU, you love this stuff. Um, you've watched the the the, the preliminary. Stuff. I would even say maybe Loki. I, I forgot Loki. I'd watched Loki before I'd put Spider-Man No Way Home on the prerequisite list. Uh, you should check it out. Um, it's a return. I wouldn't say return to forms. That's not the Sam Raimi ever left. But when you give Sam Raimi the reins and say, make a Doctor Strange movie and make it your way, you get this movie exactly <laughs> oh. as it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe in the weeks to come, we'll talk a little bit more about like the uh, some of the, the critical responses to the movie out there. But like, I saw somebody on Twitter saying that just like, oh, Sam Raimi was just doing his greatest hits in this movie. It's not like he was trying. It's like what does that even mean? Like you telling me he made a movie, how he would make a movie. And instead of saying like, he put his own flavor on it, you just want to say he's doing his greatest hits. Like, I don't know about you, but like if I go see Paul McCartney, I want to see him do the greatest hits. Right. Like I don't necessarily need to see him like play his whole like brand new album or anything like that. So what a, what a, what a weird way yeah. to try to criticize it, the a director by saying, oh, he's just doing his greatest hits. <laughs> well, I, I also think uh, you know, uh, none of these things about Doctor Strange, I feel like, have been done before either, right? Like, there are moments in this where I am, even we said that we are truly surprised because they were never ruined for us. Or are you things we've never seen before. So I feel like you can say he's doing his greatest hits, but like... I, I don't know if that's even true or not because this feels so original in the, in the scheme of things in some of these moments. So, um, whatever. It's just, it's weird. I, I think, I don't know. People, people are weird. I, <laughs> I'm not thrilled with people after my theater going experience. So, uh, but I, 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 like I said, we recommend this highly. Watch it as soon as you can. Still avoid the internet because I got spoiled last week. Mike was able to avoid spoilers because I warned him. I gave I, I I took the blow. I stepped in front of him and I said, "Mike, I've been shot by spoilers. You need to cover yourself up." <laughs> yeah, the greatest uh, thing was is uh, you know, I, I ran the Twitter and I started muting my keywords, but I couldn't specifically ask you what I what should be muting keywords, or it would yeah. spoil it. So I just had to say vaguely, "Should I cast a wide net and think outside of the box?" And you were just like, "Yes." And I was like, "Okay, that's about as helpful as he can be at this point in time." Yeah. <laughs> so, I think I actually I don't think I ended up muting exactly what was spoiled for you but i think my net was yeah. casted wide enough yeah well i think the thing is if i said what was spoiled for me it would ruin what was actually there for <laughs> exactly. everybody else so i can't say it and i'm not gonna but um very very fun very very good time but that means we are now uh, on the waiting list for the next doc our next marvel movie which is not doctor strange is actually thor love and thunder coming out july 8th right mm-hmm. and uh, this weekend, for out of really no reason, I believe, uh, there is a uh, Empire a magazine I'll put out the weekend, a new photo showing Chris Hemsworth in his uh, blue and gold Thor outfit, which we've seen from all the promo art, right, and toys, mm-hmm. and Jane Foster with Mjolnir in the classic uh, thing, and she's not helmeted. This is, um, you know, we thought maybe they would keep the Jane Foster, Natalie Portman Thor thing close to their chest. Uh, however, um, they're just putting it out there for everyone to see and get hyped for it because damn, look at her guns, Mike. Yeah. She is, she's look, been working out for this. Yeah, it looks great. She's got like kind of these little bracers on her arm, which I think is, you know, maybe drawing a little more focus over there. Uh, weirdly enough, I, it's not like I really remember Jane Foster much in the other Thor movies. Really, she is going off on all cylinders in the first movie and then, Nobody remembers the second one, and then she kind of disappears, yeah. right? Uh, but yep. her, I feel like her hair is really working here, and that's not really mm. like an observation of the male gaze. It's just like these Asgardian gods, right, have these long flowing locks almost all the time, so the hairstyle that they have on here is really working with this Asgardian armor and everything. She's holding yeah. on to um, what looks to be a practical version of the cracked uh, mule near there, so that somehow yeah. is getting reconstituted i you know we talk about this every once in a while um on the podcast of like where exactly did the hammer go how's it's coming back but it's seeming it's seeming to be more like the idea that like jane foster is going to be at new asgard visiting doing some research 
uh, if she even needs the research anymore, doesn't she know all the secrets already? She's been yeah. there. Uh, maybe she picks up the pieces when it hammer comes back together. Maybe she dons on the uniform. It doesn't yeah. seem like and, it's going to be multiversal or a yeah, variant. The, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so. And I think honestly, after, um, you know, reading the comic books, you know, um, Jane Foster and that is, um, she's actually uh, cancer stricken. Um, you know, she's, she's dying and, you know, she's given, um, Mjolnir and it helps her, you know, um, fight that off while she's in that form, but it, like it speeds it up every time she turns into it. So I don't know if they're going to lean into that in this movie or not, or if it's just going to be, maybe she's worthy of something or like is needed, uh, to defeat obviously Christian Bale's, um, God butcher. But it's very, I think the biggest thing here for me is like, it's very interesting. They're going back to long haired Thor right after Taika Waititi cut all the hair off in the <laughs> last movie. Right. Like, like it's, uh, feel like it's a little bit of a reversal for the same guy but i love his outfit i love the blue and mm-hmm. gold um it feels very unique um gives a very visually striking look here for for yeah. so. i think natalie portman should just keep going you know maybe she's found a new thing in life where you know she's just gonna put down the protein like chug down the protein drinks hit the mm-hmm. crossfit gym and just keep getting even slower like she, she's be... got the she's got the chris hemsworth center app like i yeah. do for the workout yeah keep going can... keep rocking it yeah, I can't wait to see some bulging veins in those arms. Let's just let's see, let's see you smash some stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'm 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 excited to see this. Um, so yeah, that's coming out July eighth. So I was doing the math earlier. We should actually have uh, this in um, uh, Doctor Strange on Disney Plus by the time we get to watch this. So you can catch up on that beforehand. Um, and we've also not seen any official imagery of gore. Um. Uh, the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, right? So mm-hmm. um, we've seen some I think toys. He's going to be the surprise. Yeah, I think he's going to be the surprise in the next trailer, like <laughs> yeah. that, that that movie reveal. So um, excited for that. Uh, on the other side, in next May, within one year, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be coming out. So um, that's pretty pretty exciting, right? Like I've, it's been a while since we have the Guardians movies. Um, people people to deliver those. So. James Gunn has announced that Volume 3 is wrapped production, and he has shown some photos, including this one. The only one he said he had of Zoe Saldana with a previously unannounced actress, who is his fiance, James Gunn's fiance, uh, Jennifer Holland, who's in for playing Harcourt in the Peacemaker TV show. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't think I'm surprised that he tries to cast her in everything he's in. So, you know, that's I think she was fine in, in, in Peacemaker, right? I don't have any problems with her. Yeah, no so. complaints overall. Um, but like, it's weird to know that, you know, we still have a year to see this movie, the wrapping early visual effects have taken longer. I think at first studios overall, anything that you want to see out of this, Mike, before we get there, um, just to, to throw that out there. Oh for a man. Bit. Anything to see out of the next guardians of the galaxy. Um, just more rocket rockets. My favorite yeah. guardian by far. So if they want to give me more of yeah. him, I'll be happy. Yeah. And we will see them in uh rocket and the guardians a little bit in Thor love and thunder as well. Uh, so Excited to, to check, check, check that out. Earlier today, uh, Miss Marvel dropped a uh, new 30-second teaser for us uh, out the gate. I guess everyone's searching Marvel. Possibly they're trying to prevent spoilers from dropping for Doctor Strange, so they're just putting more Marvel content out there. Uh, so this pops really to the top. We've got a 30-second teaser. Um, I think the only thing out of this I learned a little bit is there's a she seems to be crime-fighting with another person her age who's wearing like a red bandana, right, on this on this teaser mm-hmm. and um like her parents are heavily involved but that's really also about all i got here also i would say like the tonal shift of the trailer in general like the first one was kind of more like you know high school kind of uh, coming of age uh adventure kind of you know struggle of a teen and this seems to be cut a little bit more like you know something marvel actiony so mm-hmm. uh yeah it can play both tones just depending on how it's edited. Yeah, exactly. So I, this makes me also think, I mean, it could be the tone, but I don't think those uh, cartoony drawn things are actually going to be part of the movie. Um, they, this could have been just, or the series. Those were just part of like that initial trailer, right? Like the, the, the comic book stuff she was drawing, like it was showing up on the screen there. You mm-hmm. know, talk, like the Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. stuff. I don't think this could be part of the show based on literally it's in none of the footage here. Uh, but you know, is that because it's the footage and tone is like, oh, hey, we want to be, you know, um, more upbeat and optimistic. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll find out more. That comes June 8th. We are 
um, actually a month away uh, from it. I think that's probably why we got the trailer today. So uh, in a couple Fridays, we will be able to check out uh, Miss Marvel along the way. Uh, do you remember that book of Boba Fett show? Yeah. You mean the Mandalorian yeah. 2.5? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I actually kind of it, it'd been erased from my memory for a little bit, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this link here, Mike, in just a, a little bit. Uh, but did you would you guess that Mark Hamill was actually the one filming his scenes as Luke Skywalker? in that show or like you thought we thought it was just the voice right like whenever we we kind of looked into it i mean who i'm really curious i mean no no shade uh whatsoever towards uh mark hamill because he is he's a great guy he uh really loves interacting with his fans and he just seems like truly amazing right but from the more and more i hear about the behind the scenes of how they are kind of doing um you know the 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 deep fake fake luke right like i feel like he's just there more for just just good vibes and i'm not even saying that's a bad thing right you're bringing luke back to life let's bring the actor back and let's have him hang out on set i'm sure mark hamill doesn't mind the the payday either but like i i just i just feel like i doubt they're like using his body in this scene right i feel like uh-huh. it's almost well, like when you're doing like a fully cg dog bring in a real dog just so the animators can kind of see what it looks like as reference well, I am dropping you four photos and a link showing that he was the body on all these shots. And so they only added his voice I, later. I'm not saying they didn't film it, right? But I'm saying they also did the exact same shot with the younger actor as well. Mm-hmm. And I bet the Mark Hamill footage is just used for reference, not yeah. actually going into it. Because, like, I mean, just physically, right? His body is just larger than the other actor so like you yeah. have to paint out like the shoulder blades and stuff to fit the smaller guy in there right yeah yeah i mean i'm, I'm and i'm sure they totally would after the yeah. um i guess internet uh <laughs> whiplash they got off the first yeah. one right either remember, way remember what, what, what i'm trying to say is like either way it, it sounds like it's a fun time on set no matter how they're yeah. putting it together like if you get to bring the og luke back to set to hang out like hell yeah, yeah. do it like no shade yeah. at all <laughs> yeah I, I, well exactly and i think i think that's it makes me feel better knowing that they're doing the production with the actual original actor you know despite mm-hmm. being 40 years later it, you know it's not gonna look the same they're gonna have to do some digital extra work to make this work mm-hmm. but they literally um you know use all of his facial you know motions and so like to make it look better because we talked about when we watched that episode with Luke how much better it looked, right? Yeah. They, they had so much faith in it that they used it for, like, most of the episode. Luke was in it physically rather than, you know, hey, let's do that one scene. And remember they hired the guy who did the original deep fake for that mm-hmm. um, online to, to work for Lucasfilm. So, you know, it, it shows that, you know, they are listening to the internet. They're trying to make good and, and become, you know, make Star Wars not a, a, a lasting joke, if you will, because, you know, Star Wars has kind of become a joke since, you know, the, the uh, I guess the new trilogy has yeah. kind of been out. I so. mean, a little bit. I mean, unfor- like, thankfully, due to the Mandalorian series, the volume of Star Wars, for me, is starting to shift the majority of being good. But I would say before the Mandalorian series started, there yeah. was some more bad Star Wars than there was good Star Wars, unfortunately. So yeah. we're starting to set the scales a little bit more in the right direction. Yeah, it, it feels a little more even, but, you know, it's not perfect, but it is, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel good, like you said, good faith attempts being made rather mm-hmm. than, hey, let's just uh, make a billion dollars because we want to some days. So we'll do that. On the flip side, on May the 4th, we got our newest trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I feel like this one feels a little more, um, you know, revealing than the last one, right? Um, we get to know kind of like, hey, the Inquisitors are out here looking for Jedi, specifically trying to find Obi-Wan Kenobi and mm-hmm. where he is. And um, some of the things, I'd say the live-action Grand Inquisitor looks better than the still shots we got before. Um, even I even saw articles kind of doing an about-face about how they were like, he doesn't look anything like the Rebels show, but the Rebels show has everyone literally their face stretched two times in, in one direction mm-hmm. uh, rather than just him. I would say some of the you watch this trailer, right? I'm yeah. Gonna, I mean, yeah. So I would say there's like two big reveals here. Uh, one is we see a robotic arm screwing into a um, the stump of a body, if you will, 
Uh, and can we guess who that is, just off the top of our head? Like, like what's going on there? With, I mean, uh, if it's a ro- robotic arm, do we just? Um, I was gonna say you can't assume Luke, right, with the most yeah. iconic robotic arm because he's a baby or he's like a, right. a toddler in this show, right? Right, but yeah, I, I mean, literally, I think it's the Vader reveal in this, right? Like mm-hmm. they're they're giving us his like the robots who have to put Vader together every day because he's a burned corpse and he's missing most of his limbs. <laughs> um, you get to see that. And I believe we might also see the scene where um, we see the realization that uh, Kenobi realized that Darth Vader is Anakin because we've never got that, that realization from him before. We just, he just knew who it was. Yeah. At the end of it. <laughs> the, a funny thing I saw online was, you know, there's that line in the original uh, Star Wars film where, you know, oh, Vader says something along the lines of what was it like Obi-Wan well that's like what what does he say he's like that's somebody I haven't thought uh, of I in felt, a while or felt presence in a, what, what yeah exactly the, I haven't felt the presence of in a, in a yeah. long time and, so for yeah. the longest time we just assumed that's when they fought each other on a volcano right yeah. no it sounds like now they're pivoting it's like no that's when I fought him in a desert possibly yeah. i still have the same opinion I, i'm glad this trailer shows off a lot more of things off off of tatooine right but like so yeah. sick and tired of desert planets especially I, after boba fett like get me off of this sand yeah. sphere i hate it <laughs> well and i think i think that's the thing here is like i think the episode one will be where's obi-wan at oh they're get, the the inquisitors are getting too close to luke so i'm gonna need to go off planet so they don't know where i am or think mm-hmm. he's there so we'll spend a lot of the series off off world. Um, I, there are two things we get to see the bounty hunter Zuckus, um, or no Forlom, for Forlom, uh, at one point who is, um, you know, uh, one of the bounty hunters from the actual like uh, uh, that that original bounty hunter lineup that we see in from, the original from Empire. Yeah. yeah, and then he was also part of the um, that that leaked episode of the Star Wars detours. It has a uh, Forlom and Zuckus trying to, to hijack a, a diner kind of thing. So. I think Obi-Wan will be haunted by bounty hunters. He'll be haunted by Inquisitors. But I also want to point out one of my favorite things about watching these trailers is the Disney Plus swoop and plus sign at the end of the, the whole trailer, right? And in this one, they've implemented a lightsaber coming through, creating the arc, and hitting the and turning off on the plus sign. Like <laughs> I love how creative they get. In Moon Knight, remember, it was Moon Knight jumping across the, the rooftops oh, with his yeah, cave. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. So, like, they're really just, like having a good time with these and i feel like that's a very it's, it's, it's very minor doesn't affect the story doesn't affect the quality of everything but someone who's making those is like really just putting some fun into it and um i didn't think it would be that versatile at, at the end of this you know three years into into the show and then i know you're a big fan of um kumail did you see the kumail shot in this one yeah i i actually had to go back and rewatch it and like Forward, like scrub back to where that was because like was that Camille Nanjiani and then also later on Twitter I saw that like he was revealing it so I didn't realize that that wasn't that was like a secret like it wasn't revealed until he uh, kind of like popped his well, face in so it, I'm, he, I'm happy was, to see that he's an addition well he was he was announced in the cast list originally but we've not seen him well. and if you freeze on it he's I believe he's actually wearing uh, Jedi robes Ooh. as well so uh, we get to go from Kumail ditching on the third act of the Eternals uh, and uh, filming all of his scenes as a Jedi for for Obi Wan instead. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch this. I know you know it's at the end of the month, the um, 27th. So you know, a little little over, little under three weeks away. Um, two episodes out the gate, so it's got a lot to live up to. But you know, like we said, good face Star Wars, right? I feel like we're 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 in the we're in the things the other revealing thing is in mcdermott said he will return as emperor palpatine in this now i don't know if he'll be an actor or like a voice like a like one of those hologram projectors along the way yeah who fucking um, knows he could be a clone right because yeah. apparently they're growing him in pods <laughs> yeah and well and also like would, could they, would they use archive footage right like from like mm-hmm. the other stuff uh, I, I think they could use them but um, you know, if he's back, hopefully they're here to re- they're here to redeem Hayden Christensen and Ian McDiarmid from all the bad stuff they were in for their <laughs> movies. So, knock on wood, Avatar Two: The Way of Water. Um, this is this is coming out, Mike, at the end of the year, and um, I don't I don't I was going to watch this with Doctor Strange, but they didn't give me the right 3D glasses, so I had to watch <laughs> this in the 3D blurry right mode, right along mm-hmm. the way. But it's like a two-minute kind of teaser, I feel. Um, very atmospheric, not a lot of story revealed. Yeah, um, I, I always forget about the whole, 
like mecha equipment of the humans in the original movie, even though I don't know why I would, probably because I haven't seen the movie in like a decade. Uh, so it was kind of nice seeing that again. It looks like the humans are maybe building up a new assault, you yeah. know, getting ready to come back because they want that on a tatium. Well, Nothing's going to so, stop them. Nope. They had the, um, the what are the blue people called? Um, the Navi? Is that what they're called? Navi. Yeah, the Navi were with them. On I think maybe the, there's an alliance here uh, before something goes bad again. Oh, like, yeah. I thought I almost thought maybe it was like it was either like – navi like traders or something mm-hmm. I, I don't know who knows uh yeah. but we don't the, know a lot about it like it doesn't give anything away yeah like the, the weird thing was is i was actually kind of excited to watch the trailer right because like how often do you get to see a trailer premiere in front of a movie you know usually it drops it's, on it's youtube not, like three days earlier um, not even on youtube yet yeah so it was fun to see it with an audience but the weird thing is is the trailer ends on like a very like not like a exciting note it's kind of like a somber peaceful like uh just zen moment so the audience my audience didn't really react to it it was just kind of like silence after the trailer ended so i was just like oh well if there's any avatar fans in here it'd be really awkward if they started clapping or anything uh but yeah weirdly enough i'm kind of excited to watch more avatar I, i was i was watching it for you know technology has come a long way in 13 mm-hmm. years as we, as we said so i'm like and i'm like what have they improved is it the visual fidelity the effects the tracking I what, thought, what am i looking for here i thought visually it did i mean i'm running off of like a decade memory of the last time i saw the movie but it looked really good like i felt like mm-hmm. the subtle skin textures that i was seeing on some of the close-ups like looked really fantastic so yeah. is that just a marginal improvement a huge improvement it's not like i'm counting pixels or polygons you- or anything like that now I know you're, you. The reason I brought this up is I know how you feel about Aquaman, the underwater stuff, right? <laughs> very not thrilling. Now I feel like a lot of this is not underwater anymore. Well, it was but, very, uh, it was very shallow, right? It was like they were in the it, shallows, like swimming and snorkeling and stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh, th- this is fine. I can see, I can still see the surface. So yeah, I yeah. If we're if we're seeing like an Atlantis, I don't know if we're going to be seeing like an underwater Atlantis at all. Mm. I think the only thing I might concern about if they're just floating on the top of the water, all you see is sky and water. It's not very visually appealing either. Like right, like like they're floating on top of the water. You see the sky, you see the ocean on the horizon, and they're that's blue. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're blue on possibly blue whales. Right. I think though the Jake character, I think it was Jake, at least looked like it was on like a um, water flying creature. Right. Like his mm-hmm. wings popped up and he hovered. That was pretty cool from if what I, I can tell. But if if I had to make a guess, posture a theorem. Uh, at some point in time, maybe it's like the post-credit scene if they that exists in James Cameron's universe. But maybe at the end of this movie, there's a reveal of like there's other avatar, there's other like Navi that are different color. That'd be kind of mm-hmm. cool, like a red Navi, a purple Navi. Like why yeah. the hell not? They're aliens. <laughs> so all all I gotta do is change the hue slider on the yeah. effects output. Yeah. So. What is it like a DaVinci Resolve? Just go in mm-hmm. there, bump up a little bit. So uh, yeah, I don't know, just a random theory. Yeah, Some I more mean, toys I would, that way. Yeah, I, I think I would I would love the the same thing as to you know um, see different tribes of the Navi and how they interact with each other, right? Like different abilities because it's a big world. They're trying to get unobtainium, Mike. This is a very creative movie choice, so <laughs> I, uh, I, th- I think we should lean into it. Um, but I, I really just want I didn't get to see it, and and like the only reason I'm more disappointed now is because it's still not online, and I still can't watch it. So <laughs> um, you know, hell with me, right? So anyway. No big deal. Uh, moving on, that Wonder Twins movie we talked about last week, can mm-hmm. it's done already? <laughs> movie is rumored to be scrapped after the 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 merger between Discovery and Warner. So, um, sorry, KJ Appa, we thought you yeah. were gonna escape Riverdale, but it sounds like you're not. He's taking the form of mist and just poof, evaporating <laughs> into uh, nothingness because that's what they're doing with this, and that's fine. I, I don't think anyone was clamoring for a Wonder Twins movie, right? Like, yeah. I feel like some producer was like, you know, let's greenlight this temporary, even if it's temporarily, and maybe I can get some kickback on mm-hmm. on the news. But we'll see more about that uh, later. Fast Ten. I don't think we talked about this the other day, but it is um, lost uh, the director Justin Lin a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like they were like a couple days in the filming. He's been and with the franchise for a while, right? This is like his, this is gonna be his fifth movie with mm-hmm. them, I believe. And um, you know what has happened you know he said it's amicable he's still remaining on as a producer 
Um, but, you know, rumor was like, Vin Diesel's just like steamrolling him, you know, not being professional on set. I don't know what the, the truth is. We're not a, we're not a, we're not a TMZ. We're not a rumor site. You can here. kind of imagine it though, right? The rumors that, oh, yeah. you know, Vin's uh, being difficult because I mean, he's even played it out on his own Instagram page, right? You know, begging the rock to come back and join the family. The rock doesn't even want to put up with him and you know, who knows, mm. maybe the rock's a piece of garbage in the real world, but at, mm-hmm. at the very moment, all evidence points to that, you know, Dwayne's a good guy, right? Uh, right. So, but the Vin's uh, opinion of him in the world is the, changing drastically. There's a common denominator here, uh, and and while the I, we again the franchise is Vin Diesel, you only get what you put into it, right? Uh, so, um, they have replaced him finally after several weeks of looking with uh, the Incredible Hulk director Louis Leterrier taking. The spot, so obviously, easily someone who's just going to roll over and do it. That's says. that's just so funny because I didn't know they replaced him, and I was just about to think, who do you get to tap to do like this big uh, blockbuster franchise that's already not like working, you know, for like Warner Brothers or Marvel? And in my head, I was thinking, oh, they should just grab like a Marvel director that was just kind of like washed out. And that's exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So Louis Leterrier, um, you know, he he's I think he directed like t- um, not taking like the uh, the transporter before he got yeah. to. I'm to sure Marvel. he's a I'm sure he's a fine director, but yeah, that totally. Yeah. I feel like this really fits yeah. with the Fast franchise. Exactly. So um, I feel like you know Fast Ten now. Not that they're good movies. Uh, they've kind of been on a steady decline since they rise again. The loss of Paul Walker really affected these movies. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, ten is here. I believe eleven will be the last one they've said. Um, oh, until I thought somebody no. Needs more I think money. this. I think this one's the last one. Is it? I'm almost. I, I'm almost very sure that this is the last one. I mean, I am no authority when it comes it, to the Fast so, and Furious movies. Tyrese Gibson, notorious <laughs> truthsayer, says that the Fast Ten and Fast Eleven will film back to back and will end the entire saga. Oh, so, okay. What do I know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it looks like I, I just Fast Eleven says it's the last one. So. Um, who who knows what a director shaking up will be, but you know it doesn't sound like the script's in trouble. It's just actors on set, so we'll see how this is. Um, not that we're precious on the Fast and Furious yeah. franchise, uh, but it sounds like someone left fast and someone is furious. So. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap this show up by uh, the shorter because you know we've had the Doctor Strange review and you know all notes point to that with a uh, the discussion of Moon Knight episode six, which is actually the season finale. Um, uh, at the end of this, uh, surprisingly, just just ahead. I mean, this is not spoilers, but you do not have to watch Moon Knight to watch Doctor Strange. They the, the endings are coincidentally timed, not purposely timed. So, um, if you feel like you have to to binge Moon Knight before you go to Doctor Strange, do not worry about that. These are just coincidentally timed endings mm-hmm. uh, along the way. So, um, we're gonna talk about this ep- season six or episode six and the season all at once. If you've not seen it, go watch them. Come back before you listen to this. You don't want to get ruined. Don't get spoiled. By all everything involved in this uh, the show and season, go watch it and come back to this because mm-hmm. we don't want to ruin it for you. So, yeah. um, Mike, we'll jump into this. I will gonna go ahead and say that in the MCU at whole, this feels the exact opposite of Doctor Strange this week. <laughs> because Absolutely, you don't have, no connection to anything. <laughs> you you do not have to watch anything to get into this. Um, and and by the end, I don't even think it references the MCU at large once, oh. except maybe like. Like maybe the um the the Black Panther stuff like right like the the whatever that the... it so obviously avoids the MCU at large. I almost think it's strategic, but not in a way to imagine. Oh, let's see if we can start to make MCU content that doesn't ladder in the universe. It almost just seems like let's not reference anything just in case this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, that's where my brain goes, but. At the end of last week, I said I was very split on the show up until episode six. You know, I yep. I, I loved it and hate it almost equally, and this was going to be the um, the the straw that either breaks the camel's back or puts the camel to sleep. I don't know what this analogy is anymore. But anyway, you lost me with camels. <laughs> but you're in the desert at least, so I'll yeah, give you that. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, th- uh. this this didn't go well for me. Uh, I, I, overall, now that I look at the series, it just. I just didn't have a very good time. Uh, All of the mythos I felt was built kind of haphazardly. You know, at the end, I really didn't understand why they needed to do what they needed to do. 
um, especially when it came to like resealing um, some of these like villains. I was like, why do we have these arbitrary rules in place? Uh, I didn't really care so much for the the reveal of the the new avatar that's added to this, even though the the costume was kind of cool overall. But yeah, the, unfortunately, I don't think this one's for me. I I I wouldn't put it at the bottom of the Disney Plus shows. I think um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier still puts is still down there. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, Moon Knight is a kind of a failure to start for me, even though I enjoyed oscar isaac overall you know if he wants to return as moon knight maybe possibly in another tv show or another movie i'll welcome him but it didn't all coalesce to something that i enjoyed unfortunately but i'm in, i'm interested what you thought chris i won the season two like tomorrow i, I feel like <laughs> i'm completely the other way but like because once i've watched this and i, I i've sat and I've, I've thought about it over and over again what is great about this is we didn't get an origin story for a character, right? I, I We've talked about this until we're blue in the face. We hate origin stories for characters because they take too long to get somewhere. What we're getting is actually a Moon Knight at the end of his tenure rather than the beginning or even in the middle because he's tired of being Moon Knight. Mark Spector is, you know, he he's uh, he, he, he doesn't want to be Conchu's bitch anymore, if, you, if mm. you will, at the end of this. And what we're getting is, you know, um, you know, the other part of this is that this show does something that I didn't expect it to do. And while I don't love it as much as, you know, I, I wish I could, it proves to me that, you know, every inning doesn't have to be something you punch your way out of. Um, because literally they, they almost, it feels like they cheat you a little bit there uh, where they cut the whole fight scene out, right? Uh, where he blacks out and, you know, the next thing you know, he's got... Um, Ethan Harrow in his arms with like like an axe in his head, and I can get how people would be really upset by by stealing that. But at the same time, this whole there's like you said the mythology. I get they don't explain a lot of it, but that's fine with me. I don't understand the. I, we have to go into like a whole different you know realm to talk about all the Egyptian mythology. Um, like come like, on, I don't really do that with with Thor a lot. They kind of water that down, but um. To me, like he didn't have to punch his way out of it. This is more of a, a, a mental thing. This is Mark Spector's mental, you know, coming to terms with a, you know, his childhood, losing his brother, his mother, you know, not being there, beating him, and then you know, they show last episode that her death is what kicked off the return of Mark. So when they come to terms with each other, and they can turn literally back and forth into each other at any given time, I have to give mad props to Oscar Isaac for being able to do that on the spot. Um, because I, I don't think I would... He, he's just so believable for this role in both Mark and um, Steven. And even later on, Jake, for like, what, the five seconds we see him. Uh, but he, he looks different enough in, the, in that scene. Like, I think he pulls it off. For me, that I think his acting, his, his journey as a character, and the emotional arc that he's able to pull off on screen is way outweighs any, to me, the negative parts of this. Like, where I'm like, I wish I would have seen that fight. But... It's not about punching his way out. It's about him coming to terms with who he is and what he is. Yeah, and to but me, I, I, I feel like some punching would have been fun, right? Uh, like, you know, we're looking at, like, a, a comic book TV show, and I feel like the only cool thing, like, the, the only singular cool thing I can point out that happens in the final fight scene is he shoots a grappling hook, which we hadn't really seen much of before, and he flies out of a room and he like punches or kicks our guy or something like that. But beyond that, like, I don't care of like all of the action was really like kind of banal to me, unfortunately. Well, even, when I the, don't... even when the big kaiju are fighting, I'm looking at these giant kaiju and going like, they're not really destroying much. So I feel like there's not whole, a whole lot at stake for the city that they're next to. Uh, they can't really kill each other because they're kind of setting these rules up. The only way to like subdue these people is by like, putting them in back into their statues. So I'm just like, yeah, I get it. There's Kaiju in the background fighting, but I felt like there's literally nothing at stake with a giant alligator fighting a giant skeleton bird. And, and, and I think to me, again, it, it's not about the six because they never said they said the world's on fire, but like they never really showed the world on fire. Right. They've, they really kind of isolated to Egypt. And I totally get what you're saying. hundred percent, not, not arguing with you, but I feel to me, the message of the story is about Mark's, mental state coming to terms with it and i i'm gonna like i i think I, the thing i disagree with you the most is the reveal that 
Kanchi was never after Mark or uh, Steven. He was after Jake, and that he still technically has kept his promise to release them, but he's still with this third personality yeah, so, who is the most dangerous. <laughs> so that bugged me in two ways. Uh, first of all, the reveal at Jake at the end to me just felt like a cartoon like he's in like a silly hat he's got like really dark shadows under his eyes he's speaking in a different language which i'm not saying Uh. like he can't speak another language that's actually kind of clever for somebody with a different identity to speak something totally different but like he just he looked silly and i felt like the ending was supposed to be like impactful and serious and i just he just looked like a warner brothers Uh. cartoon uh, doing something wacky from the front seat uh, and then they're they're battling their own kind of like mythos in the underworld where like they're weighing his hearts on a scale, right? And they kept saying, oh, they haven't quite balanced it. They haven't quite balanced it. You need to get back there and do some more work. And I thought, oh, the reason these hearts aren't balancing is because there's a third personality, right? We saw that mm-hmm. like ominous kind of coffin in a room that they, uh, that they skipped over. He's blacked out in a previous episode and we didn't get to see who that was. I thought that was going to be what eventually ended up balancing the scale. But so it seems like Jake is allowed to exist and be chaotic, yeah. but they can still end up balancing their hearts in the afterworld. I would just assume something as big and mythic as dying and your soul being on display. I just assume like that the gods at work, right. Can just see like, no, there's a third person in there wreaking havoc. You yeah. might not know about it, but we do. So I was just like, I, that's, I feel like that should have pierced through all of the stuff. Like I totally get why Mark and Steven, wouldn't know that they're there, but the afterlife should know that this murderer is inside of them and they need to find it. So that was one thing that was bugging me. Well, it, it could be because the two balance out the others because they both kind of aligned for one. So they were like good. Yeah, law- may- I would say lawful good, but like if, but when they, when they, I guess it only really best when they came together, right? A little mm-hmm. bit. Um, or, or when the other one died. So it'd be like Mark's trying to do good and, and do right. And the other one's just purely, evil i mean i the thing for me is what i don't understand is what is the real world and what is the mental world because there's this mental asylum right um that Mm -hmm. they bounce back and forth to kind of freely i'm like is this mark's mind if it's not mark's mind why is there a mental hospital with harrow in it is that harrow's mind what where's the lines between reality yeah. and mentality and it, kind of coming into play is my it's like, my biggest yeah, concern yeah it's like and i get the metaphor that this afterlife or purgatory is for them to better themselves but then it seemed weird to jump back to it right where we get to see ethan hawk's like bloody footprint it just seems like well he's you know this he's now in their mental place like i feel well, like they've yeah, already it, moved past like I, we don't need to go back you know, I don't even know if that's like the afterlife. It just seems like that. Maybe that's in their head whenever they switch places. Maybe that's that's what they see now. Yeah, it wasn't. It I wasn't don't. Super, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah, but and the thing is, they do this thing twice in the finale where they cut away from the action. So I could see maybe for dramatic effect, right? Cutting away from them finally beating Ethan Hawke's character because mm-hmm. oh, there's a more sinister personality at play, right? And even when they go like, oh, my God, what happened? That wasn't me. They don't really follow up on it, right? It's not like it doesn't seem like he is super conflicted at the very end of, oh, no, there's a third person in front of me. They just Mm -hmm. seem to just kind of like ride it off and go like, oh, well, that was weird. Somehow we beat Ethan Hawke. So I could let that slide. But they, they kind of do it again a little bit differently with the filmmaking earlier where uh, uh, they show up in that kind of uh, tribunal judgment zone, right? And all of the avatars are there, right? And they're mm. like, what? He's trying to unleash the alligator? Sorry, I don't remember any of these names. Amit. <laughs> Amit like, was, was the name. They're trying to release Amit? It's like, yeah, there's a whole episode where he went and told you, you guys are all too stupid. And we thought it was going to be something different, right? We thought like, oh, yeah. maybe like, you know, they're taking payments underneath the table and they're all crooked. No, they were just stupid and not yeah. for entertaining effect. They were just dumb. And then I thought, okay, you got like six of these avatars or whatever. Ethan Hawke shows up with his cane ax or whatever. Oh, we're about to see a battle. Things are about to go down. They're all about to transform. They're all about to get badass suits. There's going to be a throwdown. No, the camera wipes by a, by a pole, a post, and then it comes out the other side and they're all dead on the ground i was like come on this could have been so cool like you can't do this to me twice in an episode you're cutting away from the fights 
could have been cool. I don't I don't like that reasoning because it's just like this is what my mind set up and it didn't deliver what my mind sets up. I, but like what I like about this in scene is none of these techniques were anything new to us. They've used everything in every episode before to, to deliver this, which I think was the best part of this. What um the the Scarlet Scarab you, you mentioned sure I don't quite understand her wings when she's the hippo's avatar yeah I don't get um, it either I, but uh, it is fun to see again we didn't I, I agree with you we didn't get to see anyone else in an avatar outfit Harrow didn't even get one right he's just a, an old Ethan Hawk with a cane still um, but I was glad to see the outfits because like oh she can do so but like what is her purpose post episodes they've not really announced the season two yet. Um, I'd be interested to see what it does and can this connect to the bigger MCU, right? Like the, the blade stuff, yeah. because it's, it, se- it seems like it would get a season two. I saw, uh, online just before we started recording today that, um, some, uh, some data had come out that the moon Knight had just surpassed the premiere of, um, of Peacemaker earlier in the year where Peacemaker was kind of like mm-hmm. the top streaming show. And now that Moon Knight has wrapped up, they have uh, kind of took the, the King of the Hill of Peacemaker. So, I mean, yeah. if HBO max is given Peacemaker season two, I can't imagine Moon Knight not getting well, a season two after that. I think again, a lot of this ties back to Oscar Isaac taking that apocalypse role, right. Um, <laughs> in X-Men and like being just, I don't think it's his fault. That movie's just atrocious all around. Um, like, you know, not him, like, him being the producer and kind of control, like, you know, I want to tell a story where I believe in it and not where I'm not just doing um, a movie because, you know, we, we signed a contract. So hopefully we get an announcement soon. But what I would like to see in a season two is, um, like you said, the bigger connections, right? Like, there's no connections here. Let's see how this ties into the, the – I would even say – they actually – I don't know if you saw this. They cut a scene – with an older avatar of Khonshu's fighting alongside the Eternals. Um, like, to even keep it, like, I, I don't think anyone who would have loved to see the Eternals, but um, I think that would have been a cool for both of them to show, hey, the Eternals actually affect the MCU at large, because we've not seen that yet, and B, the, you know, like, you know, Khonshu's been around um, a little bit. But mm-hmm. what I, w- I would like to see them do something more with this on the larger whole rather than just hey, we're in London and Egypt. Um, like, it really felt like we were in two locations, right, the whole time. Mm-hmm. So what what is the what is the evolution of this show to, you know, for your sake, be better, and, and, and for my sake, you know, give us that fulfillment that we, we both want at, at the end of this? Like, what would you, what would it take for you to come back on board? Oh, um, gosh, I, I feel like I, I feel more, like a more lot action. of... action? <laughs> like, more, more action for sure, and I want to just see a more coherent explanation of what it is to be a god and an avatar because Mm -hmm. they seem to either be totally useless or be able to do whatever they want these these gods can grow to the size of skyscrapers but it doesn't really seem to be that big of a deal overall because you can just put them into a little statue and if they're so dangerous why do you just put them precariously on a bookshelf when anybody can just Mm -hmm. get in there and and break them open on the ground Uh, yeah i don't know and like what are these gods like greater what do they ladder up to more overall Uh. um so i i don't know like i'm not trying to be a stickler but it's one of those things that like that i say all the time if i'm having a better time i can ignore some of these things and just like kind of like sit back and have fun but like yeah, like the best part about the series was the emotional realization that Steven was created to avoid child abuse. And that was very, very powerful. And I really liked that moment. Like what uh, what a what a very, very yeah. brutal way to have an origin story for your character. And then I feel like it's just kind of all anticlimactic after that when you go into the finale. Um, you know, some might parallel yeah. a little bit like with WandaVision, right? She has that very, like, yeah. emotional uh, connection with, uh, uh, like, grief is love persevering moment. And then her finale is just kind of like, you know, more of just like kind of like blast, blast, you know, comic book finale. Yeah, yeah I, I think, yeah, I think it goes both. It's a, it's a very precarious thing to watch because, like, um, some people said they would have liked another hour, like another, like, would seven episodes have given them enough time and budget to do this last episode, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, do we have to stick to the format of six episodes or nine slash ten if we're doing half hour shows? 
Like, is that relevant or should they be more less rigid in their Disney plus shows and more like what, what serves the story better than, than just doing six episodes. Um, here's a starting point. He's in point fit everything in between along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love to see like, you know, seven episodes probably would have solved a lot of people's problems for this one. Um, you know, would have less episodes for Falcon and Winter Soldier been better because a lot of it felt like filler right along the way. Um, so I, I think my thing would be like less rigidity and more fluidity for these shows going forward if they need them. Uh, like, like listen to the moment, right? Kind of thing. So, um, I, I'm sure they figure this out. Like, you know, this, you probably know this more. They probably figure this out in the writing room along the way. They're like, Hey, we got to write these episodes. Um, I don't feel like this one had budget constraints. Like, I don't feel like Marvel shows have budget constraints, but would you say this one, you know, a lot like Dr. Strange hire one actor to do multiple roles, not the thing to save money on actors. Um, but yeah, I don't, maybe, I don't maybe it's just, maybe it's time constraints yeah. more than anything. Honestly, more and more Disney plus is starting to feel like number of shows divided by 52, right? We're just trying mm-hmm. to make sure that subscribers at least have something premium to watch once a week. But now we have to start making content for our different types of subscribers. You know, like you- kids aren't necessarily going to like little kids aren't going to be like devouring moon Knight for six weeks. Right. So, yeah. Um, you know, the Young Avengers, that's a good strategy, right? To get, yeah. you know, kind of younger kids into uh, watching some of the Marvel you, content. Do you think that the show also was possibly affected by lockdown slash COVID? Um, hmm. Because this would have been filming in the middle of that. I mean, that's um, a good question. It's so hard to tell, right? Because I feel like I have seen movies and TV shows currently that were produced like during, during COVID and they've been great and I haven't really noticed much of a hiccup and some feels a little different. So I frankly, maybe that's right. Maybe it's just the roll of the dice and the pandemic really fucked over moon Knight with its uh, yeah. production and the, the problems I have with it. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that cause it'll make me feel a little bit better about yeah. a possible season two. And isn't the, isn't the, like the lead writer of moon Knight moving on to something else after this, weren't they tapped for something else? Uh. I swear um, we talked about that in a news episode at yeah, some point in time. I don't yeah, remember. So, cuz it's like one it's like one Jeremy Slater. Yeah, um, and also like I feel like I am in the minority here. Like, you know, if you go on IMDb, which I was doing, you know, after the the Moon Knight, you know, series wrapped up, critically good response for mm-hmm. the most part, you know. Episode 5 had like 9.0 on IMDb. The last yeah. episode had an 8. So people are responding yeah. to it well. It's I guess I'm just the odd one out on this one. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, again, you, you had a, a good week with Doctor Strange to come and, and swing the other way for you, right? Yes, I mean, but like I said last week, I've not heard anybody talk about this show. And I know Doctor yeah. Strange sucked all the oxygen kind of out of the room, right? But yeah, I haven't heard a single person talk about Moon Knight. So mm-hmm. uh, we I, don't, so it, it's we, funny you mentioned it because the three people I've talked to, like, they want to binge it. Like, People are like, I'm not going to watch it till it's all out. I'm like, people are still doing this? Like, mm-hmm. uh, that may have been great years ago, but I don't I don't understand that. And yes, Jeremy Slater is writing the next Mortal Kombat movie, so maybe he'll get better at his action scenes by then. Oh, maybe. Because <laughs> he'll need he'll need them for that, for sure. So, cool. All right, man. Uh, anything else you want to add? You want to wrap it up? No, get I out think, of here? I think that's it. We are done, sucker. Awesome. So, uh, if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to find you. Where are you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Or come back every week to this show because I will be here uh, recording this. I think um, I've only missed one show, right? I believe I was flying somewhere. Was it on my wedding, possibly? Yeah, I, I think I remember leading an episode, and it was very yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah, and, and you were like, how do I edit this? I'm like, just, <laughs> just send it over. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, but anyway, if you want to know uh, more about the show, listen to our Doctor Strange Multiverse of Mass review. If they have watched the movie, don't listen to it first. Well, I guess the first half is spoiler-free, but you know, don't, be a, don't be a sucker. Don't go too far. Where can they find all of our good shows at well if um me and chris are steven and mark specter uh i guess you can find jake over at superhero slate.com 
That is the best place to find the links to our uh, RSS feed and our awesome show notes. So if you want to see that picture of uh, Jane Foster as uh, Thor, we got that in our show notes this week. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you'd love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com, a slash store. We love hearing from you. What did you think of Moon Knight? Are you more of a Chris or are you more of a Mike? Are you kind of in between on the Moon Knight? Let us know. Uh, we also love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. We'll be here every week. That's right, folks. We will see you next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.